The following Women Spaces show was recorded on Monday, April 18th, 2022. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She knows everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Faces, my name is Elaine B. Holt and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and my co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day. A little bit chilly in Sonoma County, but, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful day. A beautiful day to be alive, to, for sure. Well, this morning I have two special guests with me. Excuse me. I have one special guest with me in the studio is a very dear person, Carlene Arnick Pate who is the Chief Revenue Officer for the locally owned uh, Sonoma Media Investments, publishers of the Press Democrat, and a variety of other brands, including the Sonoma County Gazette. That's actually how I first met Carlene when she uh, became the overseer of the Gazette when the Sonoma Media bought the uh, paper. Today we'll be talking about their Women in Conversation series, which will present, be presenting on April 20th. That's this Wednesday. They're presenting a program called Call for Climate action. When I saw that title, I got so excited I couldn't believe it, but I got even more excited when I found out who the presenters are. Winona LaDuke, internationally renowned uh, Native American activist and author of To Be a Water Protector. I don't know if you remember what, but when they were uh, protesting some of the pipelines, how it became Water is Life. Very, very important. And that was one of the slogans that she came up with. And also, really, this is the most interesting thing to me all also, a woman by the name of Jamie Margolian, who is the co-founder of the international youth climate justice movement, Zero Hour. That just gives me chills when I think of that, Zero Hour. And she's author of Youth to Power Your Voice and How to Use It. You know, it's very interesting when you think about this. Youth to power, your voice and how to use it. You know, one of the things that I'm finding, particularly in doing the radio show and interviewing so many different climate activists, especially those from the Sunrise Group, our youth are very disappointed in us. They want us to take more action. You know, they ask us, what what were you doing all this time letting all this happen? So I think it's going to be very, very interesting to listen to this young woman speak and hear what she has to say. Because, you know... The youth are our future. Our children are the future. You know, when I look, we went here yesterday. It was Easter Sunday. You know, I know families all over the world were celebrating. I was with my great-granddaughter, Satori. You know, I was watching her on a little chair, and she had some little grapes in front of her, and she's eating them, and she's just so content. And then I start thinking about some of the children in the war zones or some of the children that are affected by some of these climate issues that are happening, the tornadoes and the earthquakes and, and, you know, God knows what's going on. You know, I just listened on the radio this morning that I found there were two major shootings, two major shootings. At the same time, you're reading the paper that the states have made 25 new legislations to prevent women from using their right to choose. You know, I've said this a hundred times on the radio. I'm not for abortion. I'm not against abortion. It is not, I'm not God. You know, it's not my right to make a decision for another human being, particularly another woman. 
folks, come on. Women have a right to choose. But that's the most important thing, save the fetus. But where's our gun control? Where's some of our regulations that say, no, we can't have just have an automatic uh, rifle that shoots off, what, 20, 30 shots at one time? Ooh, it just gives me the chills. So there's a lot to think about. There really is. And that's, and that's the important of when you start thinking about the conversations with women, bringing these issues to the forefront, start talking about it. And, you know, I, I, I say, I'm sitting here with Carlene, and I, I'm going to say something about the Press Democrat because I read the letters to the editor every day. And let me tell you something. There's not enough women speaking out. Women have to have a voice. That's why it's so important. Use to power your voice and how to use it. There's several ways to use your voice. One, of course, is to talk to people. <laughs> I mean, thank God we have a voice. I mean, it's wonderful. Other ways is the media, through letters to the editor, through calling on talk shows, through standing up at a protest, to making a donation. There are so many ways that you can participate. And when you start thinking about why is that important, I'm going to go back to the original statement that I made. Our children are the future, and we must do everything to support that future and to make it happen. And there are people out there that are willing to put their lives on the line, and we need to support them. Well, we have a few announcements to make, and I'm going to make a shout-out to the National Organization for Women and an appeal to every parent that is listening to this show right now needs to be there because the National Organization for Women is going to do a Meet Our Candidate for Sonoma County Superintendent of Schools. Now, why do I say that's important? Do you realize that the teachers, the schools have more influence over you than you have over your own child? You need to know who is running the show. And there's three candidates. So uh, that's going to be happening on Wednesday. It's going, excuse me, it's going to be happening tonight. Oh, my God. Tonight, join us on Zoom. Monday, April 18th from 7 to 740 is going to be the English Forum. And it's amazing. From 7.50 to 8.35, we're going to have a Spanish forum. You know, we are a very highly populated Hispanic population here in Sonoma County. It's very important that they come in and listen to see who is running the schools, who is educating their children. And the way you find out the information is to go on the Now Sonoma County Facebook page, and you'll get all the Zoom information, how to register, how to do uh, various things. Uh, there's all kinds of... Of, of uh, you know letters here that I could read about the website to go do, but I know you're just going to forget about it. So just go to the now Sonoma County website. You can sign. You can do all kinds of things. And another thing that's happening, you know, Earth Day is upon us, and I'm really excited to say that next Monday show we are dedicating to Earth Day. And as I do every year, you know, Ken was one of the first people that was at an Earth Day celebration when he was going to Sonoma State, and I'm going to have, excuse me, San Jose State, and I'm going to have him do, uh, let us know his story, let us know what happened. But there is going to be an Earth Day, it's going to be in downtown Santa Rosa, and it's going to be this Saturday, April 23rd, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and that's at the Courthouse Square in Santa Rosa. And what's really exciting, they're going to be giving away a lot of freebies. There's a free water start toolkits, uh, crafts and games for kids hosted by Santa Rosa Reac Recreation and Parks. And I can't believe this one. They have valet parking for your, <laughs> for your bicycle. And a free uh, performance by Zun Zun. 
Boy, I love these names they come up. What the heck is a Zunzun? Well, I'm looking forward to hearing Zunzun. So that's going to be this Friday, uh, excuse me, this Saturday, April 23rd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now, something's real interesting is happening at uh, Santa Rosa JC. There's some rumblings going on that they're feeling that maybe the administration is not treating the uh, young people of color at the uh, Santa Rosa JC. So they're going to be having a march on April 28th, uh, 2022, from 3 o'clock uh, p.m. And I don't know how long it's going to go after that. And the name of the march is We Know Our Rights. And if you want to find out more information about this, the the flyer will be on www.womenspaces.com. One of the things that I found out from an email, a friend of mine was, wrote me and says, you know, you don't have to give out the website and all that. Just send them to Women's Spaces. It's much easier and much better understood because when people are listening on the radio, when they hear you're going to announce something like that, all of a sudden they're running for pencils. And then by the time they find it, you know, it's so long you haven't written it. This way, if you just say womenspaces.com, it's a lot, a lot easier. Well, my dear friends from the uh, League of Women Voters, you know, we don't realize this. We really don't realize this. The League is an old, old established organization for women. They started way back when we first got the vote in 1920. And the reason they started it is because they believed, because women were voting, that they had to have more information. They had to know their candidates. So on April uh, 23rd, this is going to be really interesting. Uh, the League is going to be... Uh, walking at the uh, Apple Blossom Parade in Sebastopol. And they'll have all kinds of information on different, uh, different candidates and different uh, opinions that they have. They don't take a side. They don't support a candidate, but they let you know information about them. And also, on Thursday, April 28th, the League is going to be doing a forum for the candidate uh, for Supervisor District Number 4. Again, it's very very important. So if you go on Women's Spaces, all this information is there. So there's a lot to think about. And you know something? Nobody has to be bored. There is so much going on in our county. And if you feel insecure about the COVID, just wear a mask. But right now, they've opened up a lot of the opportunities that we can go out again. And if you feel insecure, because a lot of people do, there's, there's a trauma involved that we have been so locked up for so long. So it makes it easier. I find it's easier when I go to an event if I wear a mask, find out what where the people that are around me, and maybe if I feel a little com more comfortable, then I'll take the mask off. I mean, we're maskless here in the studio, but we all have been vaccinated. We've all been boosted. And some of us have even had the disease. So we know we even have a, a higher level of, of protection. So it's very interesting. And then, of course, the last announcement I have, and that's going to be happening this Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. And it's going to be at the Luther Burbank Center. I love saying that, the Luther Burbank Center for the arts. I just, I love it that they came back to the original name of that, of that facility. And it's going to be happening. And they're doing something really interesting this year, this time around. They're doing what they call a meet and greet and mix and mingle. And it gives us all a chance to talk to each other. And Carlene's going to explain that a little bit better. Uh, and also, it comes on to 6.30 to 8.30. That's going to be the women in conversation part where you can hear the speakers. Uh, Carlene, any tickets still left? Yes. Oh, okay. So, it's left. So there are, and we and we will talk about how people can mm -hmm. and can get access to that. Okay. Now, as you know, every 
every Monday, we do a little segment called Our History is Our Strength. Why do I say that? Because it's so important to know the shoulders of the women that you are standing on. Their courage gives me courage. You know, when all of a sudden I have to do something or I have to confront something or I have to write a letter, I have to do something that I know, you know, maybe it's going to cause a little, uh, little here and there everywhere, you know what I mean. I always think of Ida B. Wells. I always think of her. I think of her going into the South and reporting on lynching and the, and the, 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 the risk she took. And I say to myself, what I'm doing is nothing. It's really simple. Just go ahead and do it, Elaine. So let's start. Let's start out with a little bit of history before we go into uh, uh, birthdays that are celebrated today. On April 19, 1977, 15 women in the House of Representatives from the Congressional Caucus for women's issues. They developed that. They brought that into being. In other words, women started to gather. I don't know if people recognize that prior to 1920, before we got the vote, very few women served. You know, it's getting to be more and more. We see more and more women. I mean, when I'm going to interview a woman who is head of a very important media company who works with their, their finances, that's a woman, not a man anymore. It's a, it's a really an honor that so many women have come to the plate and are doing so many great things. But it never could have happened without women like this who decide to bring women together and say, we are going to have not only a single voice, but a collective voice. And then on April 22nd, this is when we, this is Earth Day. You know, this is the day that we celebrate Earth Day. And it's also called Rachel Carson Day. She was a woman who changed America and f influenced the environmental movement with her revolutionary book, Silent Spring. I remember when I read that book. And the, the wonderful thing about moving to Sonoma County was when I went, first went to the, uh, the community market, it was run by women, and all of a sudden they're talking about organics, they're talking about Rachel Carson, they're talking about pesticides. It was such an eye-opener for me, but again, it was women. So April 22nd, which is Earth Day, is also called the Rachel Carson Day. And like I said a few minutes ago, there's going to be a wonderful celebration on Saturday down at the downtown courthouse square, and I really encourage people to go. Because you can see all the wonderful things that are happening in our county. I mean, we are a pretty progressive county, and we need to recognize that. Uh, on April 16th, very, very interesting woman, too. Uh, her name is Marie Maynard Daly. She was a biochemist and the first African-American woman in the United States to earn a Ph.D. in chemistry. And this happened in 1947. Now, you know, just think about this woman. The first African-American woman, I bet you any amount of money, she not only was the only woman of color in the class, but I bet she was the only woman. I mean, so I remember what uh, uh, Shirley Chisholm said when they asked her, Shirley, what's the biggest challenge, being a black woman or being a woman? She says, absolutely, being a woman. So, you know, this woman here, here she went and got her Ph.D. in chemistry. Just think of the obstacles that she had to overcome. Again, that's how we gain our strength. That's why I say our history is our strength. And then on uh, April 16th, and I hope people notice I hope people notice I try to do a conglomeration of women of different backgrounds because there are so, uh, so many women that contribute. It, it's amazing when I do the research, I go, wow, I didn't know that. 
And when I find out, and again, back to what I said, it gives me a little bit more courage. Well, here on April, this is happy birthday on April 16th, 1971. And she made her transition in 1995. She was murdered. It was really very happy, uh, very unhappy to me. I, I watched two of the series. I watched her, the, uh, the film with Jennifer Lopez, and that's Selena Perez Singer, who popularized the tonja sound of Mexico in the 1990s, turned to the original fashion, she had an original fashion boutique design, and, uh, oh, this is interesting, Governor Bush declared April 16th Selena Day. That is amazing. I didn't know that. She really deserved it. She brought a form of music that was just amazing. And when you watch the films, you see what a little what a little fireball she was and the courage she had. Again, this is a woman whose shoulders that many, many women, especially women musicians of color that are standing on. And here our last our last shout out and last happy birthday and that's April eighteenth, eighteen ninety eight. Wow. Can you imagine in 1898 being born a woman? And she made her transition in 1990. That's Ruth Bunzel. She was an anthropologist with Ruth Benedict, studied the art and culture of Southwest Native American women starting in 1924. She learned the Zuni language, and she did pottery and sewing to understand and preserve their culture. Well, happy birthday to Ruth Bunzel, an anthropologist. Imagine her going into the Native American cultures and trying to bring, bring it to life and to give us information. Well, that's a lot. There's a lot, to, there's a lot to absorb here. But to remember, our history is our strength. And we are making history today. I mean, we are making history today, every day, as women stand up and say, I will be heard and things will change. So... Thank you all for that. I mean, I wish I, I wish I just knew one of these women. It'd be really interesting. In fact, it's, I think it's going to be really interesting to hear these conversations, talking with women in our community, seeing why are they there? Why are they there to see this climate activist? Why are they there to listen to this young woman? What is their goals? So I'm looking forward to that. Well, we are going to take a musical break. And... With all the talk about the past and all the talk about our history as our strength, I thought, what, what, better pro, what better song could we play than The Blood of the Ancestors? I just love that song. It's sung by Betsy Rose and the Women's Choir. When we return, I will be talking with Carleen Arnick Pate, who is the Chief Revenue Officer for Locally Owned Sonoma Media Investments. We will be talking about the media, its importance, and the Women in Conversation event happening this Wednesday in Sonoma County at the Luther Burbank Center. So let's go ahead, Ken, let's go ahead and play that song, and then we will be back and be doing the interview. Oh, 
I was just thinking with the hope of the new world running through our veins. You know, I was thinking about just today, here we are, April 18th, 2022, and there's about six different wars going on on our planet. You know, where's this new world? Where's this new world of hope? You know, there's lots to think about. You know, the ancients have been, I mean, we've been struggling with this. Humanity's been struggling with this for centuries. It's amazing. For you just joining, I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, or its members and women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Joining me in the studio is Kathleen Arnick Pate, is the Chief Revenue Officer for the locally owned Sonoma Media Investments. Welcome, Carlene. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for having me. And and it's funny because we were just joking about the mispronunciation of my name often. It's Carlene. And Kathleen is my sister. And we often were, were confused. So it's well, Carlene. is a beautiful, yes. beautiful name. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I, I love the um, concept of reminding your listeners that we 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 need to remember that our strength does come from from the past and the v- many many women who have paved the way for us. There are things that we do today that were not normal and easy for women um, even 20 years ago. So well, just think so we thank didn't you. get the, the credit cards until yes, 1973. Yes, yes. <laughs> we couldn't even get credit. It was amazing. Exactly. Well, before we begin, you have quite a resume. I'd like to tell my listeners just a little bit about you. Is that okay? Of course. Well, Carlene and Arnick Pate is the Chief Revenue Officer for locally owned Sonoma Media Investments, publisher of the Press Democrat and a variety of other brands which are found online and in print. Previously, Carlene served as the Vice President of Strategic Revenue in San Francisco for the San Francisco Chronicle and San Francisco Gateway. Well, I have that's the that's the website. I don't have to get that. And she served uh, the Hawaii and Nevada marketing as advertising director for Gannett Company Publishers of USA Today. Oh my good, USA uh-huh. Today, and over 100 print, digital, and television brands nationwide. What a resume, Carlene. Organized, and here's some a little bit more. Organized as an industrial leader, Carlene was a national 
portfolio top woman in media in 2019. Well, congratulations. Honoree in the change maker category and described as a woman who has sex successfully altered the course of their brand or the industry for the better. She founded the popular Sonoma County Women in Conversation Speaker Series and serves on the board of Sonoma County CASA and the steering committee for United Way Women United. Anything else that you'd like to add? I also serve on the board for the Petaluma Arts Center. Oh, Petaluma yes. Arts Center. That's They just did some wonderful, wonderful stuff out there just recently. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start. You know, let's start, Carlene. You know, you have such a, a strong resume here. Talk a little bit about what what led you to your career in media and and what what was how did you prepare yourself for it if there's a woman out there maybe you can give some you know just a little hint sure. of how you did it sure uh, uh, mine was a very crooked road to to what i ended up doing as my profession for my career i was a fine arts major in college um, so I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with a major concentration in painting and drawing and art history. Um, and as a young artist, it's very hard to pay the bills. And so I thought, well, I'll find a job where I might be able to use some creative skills um, and a little bit of my brain. And I grew up reading newspapers. Um, my parents, you know, had four different newspapers coming to the paper, um, uh, coming to our house every day. And I got a so I got a job as a coordinator and assistant for a local um, newspaper company, thinking that I would go into the creative side and start designing ads. Um, but I started really um, enjoying learning about the business, all aspects of it, and um, ended up going into the, the advertising marketing business side of, of the company. Um, so that's how I started. It wasn't a direct line. It was just kind of a, a crooked line to um, working with media. Well, also just the idea of being able to say, okay, I've got this fine arts degree, but I've got to do something. Mm -hmm. I've got to survive mm -hmm. here. Exactly. And then find yourself, and all of a sudden it just moves because that's like taking the chance, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. taking a chance to do uh, something different. Now, did you find at the time that you – arrived and you started working in media did you, did you find many women and if yes or if no what were some of your personal challenges i mean what did you have to overcome and i want to give you a little bit of history about myself okay good. my father who was a union man was also he worked for the uh Los Angeles Daily News. Ah. So I remember him reading the paper from one one page to the next every single day completely and they mm -hmm. report the news to me so that I could sense that same thing kind of happened to you. Think about it. Back then that was the only way we got our news and information really. Yes, you could wait for the six o'clock news on TV, but you know, your, your morning or afternoon newspaper was the only way you could get updated. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So to talk about that, what were some of your challenges and, and did you see women coming in at the time? And, and what were some of their challenges? Um, from what I recall, and, and I've been in the business since 1985, so it's been a few decades. Uh, and even today, what you'll find is there are many women in the sales and marketing roles. There are many women in the accounting roles, kind of the traditional um, female roles within a company. Um, so yes, there are a lot of female coworkers, um, but when it starts changing is as you start climbing the ladder, 
there are, are still um, fewer women in the boardroom or on the executive leadership team than there are men. And, and I have found that throughout the various companies I've worked for, um, Hearst, Gannett. Um, I can say that Sonoma Media Investments is very different. I have, um, it's the first time I have uh, several female coworkers um, around the executive table with me now. So that's, that's a welcome change. So, yeah, you know, it must be because women think differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they mm-hmm. really, we really do. I noticed that. I noticed that several times in my own career when I was in a boardroom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, everybody's putting all these ideas around. And then all of a sudden, I would say, you know, it's really not just about money. <laughs> right. We, we also communicate differently. Yeah, so, you know, the conversation... Um, it is important to have a female perspective and style around those board tables. Uh, absolutely. Well, talk about, let's start talking about uh, the program that you developed, Women in Conversations. I remember I went, I went to two of them, and I'm actually going to be going to this one also, and yes. I'll, be re- I'll be reporting next week what, what I heard Terrific. and you know, the different things, uh, the, the way you've arranged and everything. But I thought particularly when you brought the first the first two out, I thought it was kind of bold. Because in Sonoma County, we are a little bit conservatives, particularly Santa Rosa. You know, I don't know if people know this, but Santa Rosa actually voted against women getting the vote. So, oh. You know, so here we are having this all these bold women coming in with women in conversation. Tell us, what, what motivated you? What, what, what was the spark that said, this has to happen? When I came up from the city to Santa Rosa, it was about eight years ago now, and and I recall um, just being amazed by the the many um, very smart uh, women that I was meeting, and um, I found that although there were many women in the marketing um, circles and and number two positions within companies, I felt that um, it was still uh, a a town where most of the CEOs and the the higher level positions were male-dominated. And I also found that there were a lot of women around the nonprofit world, um, but a little bit fewer in the business community um, at those higher levels. So I thought, let's, let's start trying to figure out a way to build a community of women who will support and empower each other by bringing in um, powerful and inspiring women who have done some amazing things, not necessarily right here in Sonoma County, but outside and across into the world. Um, There are some women that we bring who are local speakers and and, um, certainly amazing women who have done things here locally. Um, but I really wanted to bring new, fresh female voices into the county um, to further inspire us. Um, so that was really the reason why I started Women in Conversation. I thought it was important to have um, conversations around topics of interest specifically to women and to hear those female perspectives also around topics of interest to everybody, hence the climate. Uh, conversation that we're going to have this Wednesday evening. You know, everybody should be concerned about the climate, um, but specifically I want to hear what women are doing out there to, to um, create more enthusiasm around activism and, and how we can make a difference, even if you're just one individual working on a day-to-day basis of what you're going to do to help our environment. Well, one of the things that I know I know about the speakers, particularly with Wyona, bringing in that 
the most important thing is learning how important it is to stand up and to take risk. Mm-hmm. You know, to speak out. You know, to speak out because you know we can. The end of the same energy we use complaining. If we can take that energy and do something, number one, we feel a lot better about mm-hmm. ourselves because mm-hmm. we feel we've accomplished something. But also, it's just it gives you just a sense of belonging. You know, and that you recognizing you are part of a planet, a community that you have to work for. Well, you know, right now you haven't heard her speak yet, but in your in your conversations, name one, maybe one of the women that did really impacted you that you thought you were you said, "Wow, am I glad I brought her here?" You know, I, I there have been several. We've been doing this for about seven years now, and oh about God, twice awesome. a year um, is when we traditionally bring in. Um, uh, various speakers. I have to say Gloria Steinem. I mean, just because Gloria Steinem, right? Um, but but I loved meeting her because you just in her presence feel her quiet strength. You know, um, the perception is that she's, um, she's just like um, leans forward too much, but she doesn't. She is just this amazing strong personality who is just so highly intelligent that she doesn't have to shout loud to get her point across she is a very calm um just a very intelligent speaker and i just loved having her here um there have been many i I think that if i may just say two others um at different times we had uh, elizabeth smart and jc dugart come too and um they you know are of a younger generation and have shown such resiliency and strength themselves and um, you know I, I think every day now after having met them that if I have a bad day it is nothing you know we can all get through the difficulties of our day if you think about what those young women went through and how they've recovered and moved on to make a, a difference in their their lives now again the idea of our history is our strength mm-hmm. i mean you get it gets strength when you see somebody else has accomplished mm-hmm. something you, and all of a sudden you're confronted you say oh wait this is this is nothing correct well we're going to take a musical break right now and because because we're having uh oh my goodness wyona laduke she's an, a native american activist economist e- economist and author and she's devoted her life to advocating for indigenous control of their homeland i mean it's really i'm telling you this is such an honor to have someone like her in our community i thought i would play a song by buffy saint marie you know buffy saint marie is an, also a native american she's a native american singer she's also one of ken's favorites right ken yes <laughs> yeah he really loves buffy saint marie and there's this song she wrote now that the buffaloes are gone it's really an interesting song because it it, it gives you that picture of what we are losing and what we need to stand up so we don't lose, so we, we, if we stand up that we gain what we need to gain in order to combat this horrible situation, this climate. I mean, it really blows my mind, to be honest with you, that we even are bothering with wars. I mean, all that it seems to be such a waste of energy and time and resources when we should be looking at the whole planet and looking at climate change. So this is a very, very interesting song. And when we come back, I will continue my conversation with Carlene Arnick Pat, the Chief Revenue Officer for the locally owned Sonoma Media Investments. 
and we will continue talking about the upcoming event, Women in Conversation. Again, that is happening this Wednesday in Sonoma County at the Luther Burbank Center. And presentations, again, we will be talking about that in the next segment. So go ahead, Ken, let's play that song. times that you have held your hand high and told all your friends of your Indian claim proud good lady and proud good man your great great grandfather from Indian blood sprang and you feel in your heart for these ones oh it's written books and in songs that we've been mistreated and wrong well over and over I hear the same words from you good lady and you good man well listen to me if you care where we stand and you feel you're a part of these ones when a war between nations the loser we know pays the cost But even when Germany fell to your hands Consider, dear lady, consider, dear man You left them their pride and you left them their land And what have you done to these ones? Has a change come about, Uncle Sam? Or are you still taking our lands? A treaty forever George Washington signed He did, dear lady, he did, dear man And the treaty's being broken by Kim's or Dam And what will you do for these ones? Oh, it's all in the past, you can say but it's still going on here today. The government now wants the Iroquois land, that of the Seneca and the Cheyenne. It's here and it's now, you must help us, dear man, now that the buffalo's gone. Oh, that song gives me the chills now that the buffaloes are gone. You know, it's really interesting. The buffaloes are coming back, you know, and lots of different things are happening because people are focusing on the environment. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and we're going to continue the conversation with Carlene Arnick. Uh, Pate, who is the Chief Revenue Officer for the locally owned Sonoma Media Investments. And we're talking about their Women in Conversation, which is happening on Wednesday, April 20th. And we are now going to talk about these two wonderful women that you're bringing in. So let me just make this little statement, uh, Carlene. On April 20th, Women in Conversation will be presenting a program called Call for Climate Action, 
with presenters Wyona LaDuke, internationally re renowned Native American activist and author to be a water protector, the rise of the Windigo Slayers, and Jamie Magolin, co-founder of the International Youth Climate Adjustment Movement, and also a zero hour and author of a book, Youth Power, Youth to Power Your Voice and How to Use It. Why? What do you feel is so important? I mean, especially bringing in Winona LaDuke. I mean, she is really so outspoken about the climate and about the indigenous populations and about a lot of the pipeline. What was your motivation for bringing him, and what do you think people need to get out of this? So I, I thought the combination of Winona and Jamie would be fascinating um, because we have Winona who is a, a mature boomer female who has been a part of the space um, her whole life for decades. And then on the um, other side of the conversation will be Jamie, who is a 19-year-old college student at NYU who, um, you know, has the same passion around what is happening with our, our Mother Earth, but a very different um, perspective on, on her role as an activist and, and kind of different ways of, of making a difference. And that's what I want to hear is the difference between somebody of the age of Winona versus somebody who is, um, you know, just starting her life in activism, um, who is Jamie. I, I thought that that would be the most fascinating um, part of the combination of these two speakers. Well, it's really interesting because next week I'm going to be doing an Earth uh, Earth Day program, mm -hmm. and I, I'm going to have uh, two young people. They're actually under they're under 18, so they have to sign releases, <laughs> but they're very active. Yes. And it, it's, it's interesting talking to young people, to hear their disappointment, to hear their anger, but at the same time to hear their activism. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great analogy to see, the, to see the two aspects of it. And what's so important, too, about, I think, bringing Jamie is I, I can't help but remember what happened when, when the youth visited Diane Feinstein. And they asked her, what have you been doing? And when she said, well, I know, I know what I do and blah, blah. And I, and I remember thinking about that. Wait a minute, Diane. You need to listen to these young people. Exactly. And I think that's what's so important about having her, to be able mm -hmm. to listen. And also to have the two of them on the stage yes, yeah. to get to know each other, you know. We'll be asking each of them, you know, there'll be a time when each of them will, will talk on their own. Um, but then we're going to have, uh, near the end of the program, an on-stage interview with both of them at the same time. So it'll be really fascinating to hear how each answers the same question differently. No, I think that's mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. Very creative. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's a, it, something I read, what I noticed in the flyer, and I'd like you to respond to this. You know, because sometimes, you know, you, you hear the media is not doing enough, this is not enough, we need to do more, you know, why didn't you cover this, etc. So I want to read this to you. This is what's on the flyer. This is in support of a building a community who mentor, support, and inspire each other. We are implementing some exciting changes in this new format that reminisced of a seated reception is, desi is des 
designated to make the event even more intimate and encourage the conversation. So right. what, what is that going to look like, and why do you think that's important? I mean, because most of the time, you know, we go to events, you sit in a chair, exactly. and you look at the stage. Exactly, you know, so, yes. So what, 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 how did you come up with that idea, and, and how, what, is it, what does it look like in your mind, and what do you think is going to happen during the event? Well, of course, so many things have changed since COVID, and as we all start gathering back together again, there's always those conversations as event producers of how can we make people feel more comfortable um, around people again um, and so for this event we thought it would be nice if if the seating was more round table oriented versus sitting in an auditorium um, elbow to elbow with strangers we thought let's sit the audience ar around tables where there is hopefully going to be more informal conversation you know when you might walk in sit at a table have five strangers at that table but by the time you leave we hope that there will be introductions and perhaps friendships formed or just you know business networking it's not an, a business oriented event but you never know what connections you can make in an environment like this where you're encouraged to get to know each other and introduce yourself to the person who's sitting right across the table or right next to you how, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to have uh, facilitators at the table? Or are people going to choose a facilitator? How, how is that going to work? So how it works is um, the, the, the program will start with introductory remarks by me. We'll have Winona speak for about 20 minutes. We'll have G Jamie speak for about 20 minutes. And then we have everybody sit down at this um uh, the speakers will sit down with a, a moderator and will take questions from the audience. So the audience can directly ask um, either Jamie or, or Winona specific questions. Um, and so that's how the dialogue between speaker and audience will, will be facilitated. So here you here you're you're running this big event. I mean, I can just I know I've run events before. I know you're pulling your hair out, and all of a sudden you're calm. Then you're pulling your hair out again. What, what with all the action and all the people you're bringing in? What what do you what is your goal that you think that you would like to see people walk away with? And and what kind of message are you trying to inspire on this particular event? So I guess my goal is and and you know we use that word building community. I mean that sincerely. I want people to get to know each other and and form friendships or relationships of some sort that will extend outside of the conversations that that we we get started. Um, I think it's important that um, I think it's important that we elevate the conversations. So when you come to these events, you should be learning something, not just getting to know somebody else, but learning something that you, you when you walked in that that evening, you didn't understand some of the aspects around what's happening with, with climate change and, and our Earth. And hopefully you'll leave a little bit more intelligent. I also think that there are times that you might go in with a perspective about something, but you'll learn something from a speaker that might change your perspective. We know that you know there are times that we have some controversial topics. And um, again, the hope is to just kind of integrate, unite, and build community around these topics so that we're all learning a bit from each other. You know, I can't remember her name now. The woman, the, the actress that you brought in uh, that talked about um, 
some of the issues around women and 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 uh, some of the sexual aspects in the industry i can't remember her it name. was during the me too movement yeah. we were very lucky enough to have three of the women who were on the time magazine cover right right all that, come to the stage together um ashley judd yeah, um, yeah, that's yes, it. That, yes. that was the event that I, I brought mm -hmm, my daughter to. Mm -hmm. My daughter and I went to that event, and I'll tell you, I walked away with a whole new perspective on what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I thought I knew a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really did. And when, when I listened to her talk, and I listened to some of the challenges that she had, and I also at that time went, whoa, the fact that, that even to bring the topic to the stage here mm -hmm. at Luther Burbank. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was it was raw. There were conversations that that evening that were r r very raw, and I also think it's important um, to 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 let your listeners know that we don't just invite females. Um, you know, that evening, for example, um, you know, at least twenty percent of the attendees were men, and it's important for them to have heard oh, those absolutely. raw stories too. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and it's still it's still ongoing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just look what just happened at Sonoma State. I mean, I th that's my alma mater, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, Sonoma State. It's just amazing. Well, I I'm curious. Do you have any ideas of any future? And and I just want to tell my listeners. Normally, normally I send I send all the questions out. But as mm -hmm. I was talking to you, I got another idea because you are very instrumental in what's happening with the Sonoma County Gazette. Mm -hmm. And so I thought after we finish this, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I love the Gazette. Oh yep. yes, because you, I mean I'm so grateful that you have taken mm -hmm. over. I mean it's still here. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's still here. But but any future any ideas of future events that you're going to have that you could let us know about? Yes, this year in July we're going to have an experience on the uh, lawn of the Luther Burbank Center um, where it will just be a mix and mingle with lots of um, female-oriented services and, and female-owned businesses sharing uh, what they have to offer as well as kind of mini TED Talks on the lawn around various topics of, of interest um, primarily for females. Um, and then in the fall we plan on being once again at the green music center where we'll have a speaker um maybe two uh and we're we're thinking about stem women in stem um so so seeing what we can um who we might be able to bring that would be of interest to sonoma county uh who is uh, someone who is has a story to tell around women in science or women in technology yeah, and mm -hmm. it's, it's so important, you know, the most interesting thing that I find in doing the research on the women, you know, uh, women in history, I mean, to me, all of a sudden to find out how many women have actually invented. Exactly, you know, yes. I mean, how yeah. many women have actually had their toes and their mm -hmm. minds into the technology that we're running today mm -hmm. that we think is male-oriented. Exactly, When yeah. it's really not. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, you know, women have always been in the kitchen cooking and always, you know, doing things for the children creating that we have that creative push and when you see how that how far that has been taken it's it's an amazing feeling it mm -hmm. really is i mean i know for myself when when i went to work i went to work i was a i worked as an insurance underwriter for a while and i was one of the maybe three women in the office with about 40, uh, 40 different men. And it was such a different perspective. And now you see more and more women mm -hmm. in the workplace, more and more, like you said, sitting around the table. You have more executives sitting right. with you. Right, yeah. 
Well, we're going to transition now to the Gazette, and I want to let folks know that if you go to www.womenspaces.com, you will find all the information out about the event that's happening and some of the uh, websites that you can go ahead and get tickets. If they, and I, I understand that there still are some available. Yes. And I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> To be honest with you, so my listeners can, you know, a lot of people don't hear about this Yeah, thing. yeah. SoCoWomenEvents.com. SoCoWomensEvents.com. Mm -hmm. Thank you. SoCoWomensEvents.com. Okay, let's transition now a little bit. We have we have a little time. We have about we have about six minutes left. Okay. So we're going to go through this really quickly. What what is your experience been? What has been the biggest challenge of the Gazette? I mean, it's such a local family, uh, people orientated, mm -hmm. you know. And you know, compared to say the Press Democrat mm -hmm. itself, which mm -hmm. is a, a, the newspaper, how how was that for you transitioning and working with that with that particular media? Um, again, I love the Sonoma County Gazette. It really is um, a. a a publication that is written by the community. So all the various columnists and contributors we have from, from the many towns, whether it's Cloverdale or um, Geyserville or Petaluma, they're writing for the Gazette because they love their community. So it, it really is a, a special product. Um, challenges, of course, COVID. They've been challenging for everybody, but especially for a publication that relies on people being out and about and picking it up. Um, that was difficult because, of course, people weren't out and about. So um, we had a couple of lean years, but we have very loyal um, businesses who continue to support it and advertise in it because it works. Even during COVID, it was working. Um, so, so now we have rebounded really well. I don't know if you've picked up a recent copy, but um, it continues to grow. And as advertising for it grows and supports it, we can um, we can write more. So um, the pages are determined on how many advertisers uh, are are supporting the publication. And our new our new publisher, Amy Windsor, is just a dynamo. She is um, she is passionate about her community and and making a difference. And and this next issue is going to be all around mental illness. Um, and I think mental illness affects so many, so many families, um, and so many issues here locally. Um, so it'll be a, a great issue. Well, you know, you as, as a woman you mm -hmm. know, and working in finance, you know, here you are, and then all of a sudden now you're overseeing this paper. Mm -hmm. What were some of your challenges and what was some of the excitement you felt about it? So for me, um, although I, I spend a lot of time looking at spreadsheets and, and, and working with numbers, I'm, I'm also on the creative side more of a business development kind of person. And I have throughout my career been able to develop new products and, and ideas for companies. And so for me, the Gazette wasn't totally new. In other markets, I had worked with publications that were similar. Um, so it, it wasn't um, such a big change for me because we have so many different products and, and different programs that we have to offer. We like diversity. Well, I really appreciate you being here, Carlene. This thank you. This has been a wonderful interview, and thank you for giving us insight not only into the Women in Conversations, but to your experience with the Gazette and also your experience just as working and in the media. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it encourages other women to do the same thing. I hope so. Come join me, ladies. We need more of you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Well, folks. 
that's it for our show. Time goes by so quickly when we are in the studio here. I want to do a special thank you to Carlene Armack Pat uh, Pate. Boy, I'll tell you something. <laughs> I got to learn how to speak English. Who's the chief revenue officer for locally owned Sonoma Media Investments and producers of the Women in Conversations event, and also publisher of our uh, Sonoma County Gazette, which thank goodness is still on the streets. In fact, we have some here at KBBF, and also. So I really encourage people, it's on the street now, it's a free publication, and like Carlene said, it's written by the people for the people, and it's a very, very interesting, and of course, always a shout out to Vesta Copesakes for always putting that paper on the, on the street for the first time and, and allowing this transition to happen. Well, a reminder, please tell your friends that Women's Spaces will be aired again at 11 p.m., that's tonight in the evenings. I'm so excited I get to listen to my own program. Also, I'm available for speaking engagements, and if you have any announcements you'd like uh, to have on the air, do not hesitate to call me or email me at elaine at womenspaces.com. And when I say announcements, I mean anniversaries, birthdays. We are not a commercial radio station, but anything that, oh, if you're having a picnic or, or you're a nonprofit and something is going on and you need you need the public to know about it, please email me at elaine at women spaces.com and don't forget to check out our show on www.womenspaces.com we have all the shows archived if folks are listening today and they really were excited about the show and listening to Carlene please she'll be on the archives by Wednesday and also uh, listen to it tonight at 11 p.m. a special reminder Remember, our children are the future, and we must never, never forget about that. There is nothing more heartbreaking than hearing of a child that's homeless or a child that, that something has happened to. It's very important to remember our children are the future, and we must never lose sight of that. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, April 18th, 2022.